0: Damasek is under center. He looks over a nickel secondary right now. It's third and goal at the seven. Damasek drops back to throw. Breaks a tackle. his right. Now Cox is on. Fires a line drive. And if caught Damasek with a belt high grab Up underneath the crossbar. Heavily covered. And they've got the
1: lead. Minus three. With Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to the newest episode of Minus Three, presented as always by FanDuel. Make sure you're following along, all the fun at Minus Three Pod. And when you're making a wager on the big game, whatever that game is, make sure you do it at fanDuel.com/slash minus three. Tampa Bay Lightning doing what Damashek told you they would, laying waste to the Habs, at least so far. The Blue Blanquet Rouge. Are gonna need the bounce back and how I say continue to ride with the lightning game two goal and a half I say you can get that at plus 132 do that like I say fan slash minus three and you just heard her yap and she can't bite her tongue long <laughs> enough to let me to make make a little introduction everybody welcome to the world of sports and welcome to the lady you love watching on Fox bet live you hear on laugh lines along with our hero cousin Sal here on the Extra Points Network. And as of Tuesday at 8 p.m. on A&E, one-third of a uh, tremendous trio there, America's top dog. She's the top dog. Well, I don't want to say you're a top dog at Extra oh. Points because that would be offensive. She's uh, maybe our favorite person at uh, at Extra Points. She's in the conversation at least. It's Rachel Bonetta. What's the poop, sis? <laughs> Here's the thing.
0: I was so comfortable already that we've, we've already been Gavin. I just had to, I, it slipped out. And then I realized, oh shit, he hasn't introduced me yet.
1: My bad. So I be it.
0: I'm so comfortable on this podcast already. I feel at home.
1: Well, that's very nice. And I feel like we are talking to you right at, I mean, you're already out. You're already, um, you know, a, a, a pretty big star, but I still feel like, <laughs> If I'm pretty good at this, Eddie Spaghetti, tell Bonetta, you know that this is true. My greatest gift in this business, this industry in which we all work now, my greatest gift is identifying who's about to become huge. Is that true, Spaghetti? Is that wow. <laughs> Confirm that that's true. That is I, a
0: completely I, I, useless skill, but I love it.
1: Well, uh, useless to me, but at least I can tell people. Like I, 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 will tell people you're about to be big. True or not, spaghetti? I'm good at that game.
2: Yeah, you're the uh, the quarterback and the star whisperer. You, you you call your shots way ahead of time. Always hundred hundred percent accuracy, Who no matter the what.
0: Person you did this to? Who was the last accurate person you did this to? Ryan
2: I Mallet. He,
1: don't be a jerk Benetta doesn't <laughs> care about Ryan mallet there were a few swings and misses but I'm not talking about assessing uh, football skills I'm talking about broadcast skills I'm talking about the camera pointed at them I I, I called big cat didn't I eddie spaghetti that was an easy one there have been some more diamonds in the rough but listen we're talking about rachel bonetta right now and we want (laughs) to we want to talk about her right on the cusp of superstardom here but let's talk about the fact that i mentioned those uh those stanley cup final results that we got on monday night and it's canada v us and really cousin sal and i have talked about this previously i want to get your thoughts on it bonetta um the the thing that leaves me a little uh, unimpressed is a uh, leaves leaves this reporter cold is when mayors make a bet against one another. Like if our team oh, wins, you have, you have to send Stop. me clam chowder. But if our team wins, then you have to send us your your uh, local delicacy. I I want the stakes to be greater than that. And Biden and Trudeau have gone back and forth a little bit on social media, like let's make a bet: Canada versus. U.S., Sal and I think it should be like, cut the nation's power for the next week. Is that too severe That's as sick. far as you're concerned? No no public <laughs> transportation for a week for the losing nation. Mm. How say you?
0: I think that, well, I mean, due to last night's score, which was f- very bad for Canada, um, I, I think maybe if the U.S. wins, hey, open your door damn border back up so that people can go into canada how about that what i thought was lame about it was trudeau was just like let's make a friendly wager and then yeah didn't say what the wager was personally i think it's great i think it's great for sports betting they're getting into it but i agree they should have put something on the line um
1: what if it was like a half (laughs) trillion dollars it could be like like stuff like No, half a trillion dollars. We're, mm. we're thinking, we're thinking big, sister. But I think something <laughs> like that would be good. Five hundred
0: thousand dollars. What say you?
1: I don't um, know how you. I don't know how you regulate this, but like maybe no movies. No one in. Oh. No one in the country is allowed to watch movies for a week.
0: No, no, no! I have a good one. I have a good one. I have a good one. I feel like Canadian sports teams have such a hard time signing superstars. Like we only got Kawhi for a year. I think it's very difficult. I think that we have free reign to draft whoever we want to come to any team we'd like. Um, just like a week to do it, we can pick whoever we want. All of a sudden, LeBron's playing for uh, the Raptors. It that would be amazing.
1: All right, let's go. I I, I, or I like give that us an
0: NFL team.
1: That, that was you know what? That's great. Our, our respective best at a sport. We get to draft one American or one Canadian to our side of things. Yeah, I like that. Who's the best? Connor McDavid's Canadian, right? So America would absorb Connor McDavid. In other words, that would be pretty good. Oh, I don't you know think who that you we get. need to
0: give away some of the Canadian people as well.
1: Well, I mean, you could take one of ours. Like you could take Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Argonauts as a for instance. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I think that that's a pretty fun trade. Like, I'd be very interested. I'd I'd buy into that, yeah.
1: Let's explore that. Let's talk about uh, A&E. Like I say, Tuesday night, the big debut, um, Kurt Menefee and uh, the great Dave Keckner, a a lovely fellow if there ever was one, gigantic KC Chiefs fan. Um, You're a big dog person?
0: I am. I have two little rescue mutts in my house that drive me crazy. Uh, And yeah. Very big dog
1: person. I, does it bother you that um, I feel like I, it's not that I'm opposed to dogs or cats or anything, you know, I, 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 well, I like them. They're, they're very nice. I like them so much in fact that I feel like it's hard to bring them into my home because then you forge an attachment to them. And in life, part of of the experience of walking the big blue marble is loss. Like you live long enough and you watch people die. You have to watch your elders pass away and deal with that. Part of life is death. Why bring a creature into your life that you're going to get an attachment to that not only do you expect, but you hope dies before you? How say you?
0: (laughs) This sounds like you live such a sad life that you aren't able to bring in Just a special, loving little creature. I'm going to be honest with you. I think about my dog dying about once a week and I cry. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the love and laughter that I receive from these little bundles of joy outweigh that pain. I truly, I've never lost a dog, I I don't think. Like we had a family dog that I didn't really like that much. (laughs) Um, But personally, my own dog, I've never gone through that. So maybe talk to me in like 10 years. Um, but it's just, they bring, I laugh at my dogs so much that it just outweighs any, you know, when, whenever they swallow an onion and I have to take them to the ER and I'm crying cause I think they're going to die. It outweighs that pain. You know,
1: that was just a hypothetical. No dogs ever swallowed an onion and had to go to the, to the pet 1, ER. Thousand,
0: onions are as bad as chocolate. You definitely shouldn't have a dog. If you don't know this, these things, you, you shouldn't have a dog. <laughs>
1: Well, our dog, when I was growing up, would break in one one time. Broke into one of those fancy box of chocolates, and uh, with little wrappers on them. And we yeah. woke up in the morning, and there were little fat, little empty chocolate wrappers all over the room. Like, it, like, oh, like she cry. enjoyed one chocolate in one spot, and then moved to the next spot, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, listen, I, okay? I get it. I mean, sure. I guess so. Outside of the many piles of vomit. Okay. <laughs> well, then we found many piles of vomit. Uh, but I think you kind of answered the question that the, that you understand that my you know,
0: my the- dog once ate a weed gummy and was stony baloney. He's a really <laughs> tiny little dog. We we're watching. It was like uh, playoffs, maybe a couple of years ago, football, uh, and we had a bunch of people over and there was a like a little weed gummy that was like cut up into a bunch of pieces and like we would just put it on the table or like on the coffee table my dog doesn't eat candy so like i just didn't think that but he is overweight and i forgot about that for a sec and so it was just laying there on the table and he had a piece of it and i had had a piece too and I was, I was feeling a little loopy loopy. So I was like, you must be flying right now. And I took him outside and I was like, Hey, let's get some fresh air. And he was just standing on all fours and he just started pissing. Like just, <laughs> was not even lifting his leg, just <laughs> releasing himself. And I was like, okay, bud, we need to go to the vet. So I took him to the vet, and they're like, oh, this happens all the time. He's fine. Just, like, take him home and make <laughs> it him comfortable. It happens all the time. <laughs> they're like, be lucky. Like, be thankful it wasn't a brownie, you know?
1: So part of, in the Bonetta household, when there's a big-time sporting event, there's the ceremonial surgery on the weed gummy bear, doing the vivisection kind of thing, and everybody uh, doing that, including the dog. Interesting. Uh, Interesting yeah, insight. I I'm sure A&E executives are thrilled to hear this. Like, like <laughs> we treat him like he's a person, like he's a part of the family. We're going to allow him some I of the weed gummy. I take
0: such great care of my dogs. They're just living the high life. This was an accident. As as accidents happen, had to call poison control, took care of the situation. And listen, dog, like CBD treats for dogs, they're a very common thing. Maybe we were just ahead of the curve. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: <laughs> all right all right maybe i was wrong about her being our next big star eddie spaghetti Oh so no 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 Walk listen let's let's um let's uh do a little quiz here i'd like to get to know bonnet a little bit um okay. on behalf of all the listeners right now first question is you can only be in one place for the rest of your life you can never go to the other place again america or canada
0: oh shit that's so evil that is so evil. I mean, Canada. Oh shit! But my partner is here. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is so right.
1: You can never this enter. Is a sick
0: question, Dave. This is not one or the a,
1: other. You could go to Europe or Antarctica. To,
0: well, my family could always come and visit me, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, your family can come and visit I'll you. Say you just America, can't. Then. You're I'll stay so, oh. in America and like live on a
0: lake. Yeah. Just okay. Like, be so it feels like can't like I still get that hit. You know. That's Philosophically I got a lot of calls.
1: Well, speaking of patriotism based type of uh, conundrums. I was given a lot of grief by Americans about a decade or so ago. Sidney Crosby, the best player on the uh, Canadian hockey team, he won the gold medal in overtime for Canada in the Olympics against the U.S. of A. I cheered, and in fact, before he even scored it, I declared, I hope Sidney Crosby scores the game-winning goal for Canada. So he did. I rejoiced, and a lot of Americans thought that this was bad form on my part. How say you, Bonetta?
0: I think that maybe you should look into being a dual citizen so you could get out of these conundrums. You could cheer for Sidney Crosby and also cheer for uh, your country, but... Lacking in patriotism, for sure.
1: Well, it wasn't the first time either. Canada, Mario Lemieux once scored against the Soviet Union in 1987 to win the Canada Cup. I rejoiced that one, too, for the same reason. It's good for them. As you see, Lemieux and Crosby scoring big-time goals. This makes them ready for big-time postseason games, and they both got the lift Stanley Cups. I think it worked out very nicely.
0: My nickname when I used to play hockey was Mario because I used to wear a Lemieux uh jersey during practice and so anytime i'd have to like come off a shift they'd be like mario <laughs> it's like <laughs> s- buckling through but that's what they always called me i don't know manny once
1: i love yeah. it that's a good for you no greater association than with uh, the greatest hockey player of all time by the way that is the general consensus up there in canada lemieux over gretzky from anecdotally, from what you've experienced, people understand Lemieux is better than Gretzky.
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think people are huge Gretzky fans. My mom, like, I, I just got a wedding invitation for like an aunt at home. They're like, "We're going to the Gretzky Estates. We are going to be sampling the wine." Like, they are, they are all in on Gretzky. Let me hold on. My brother texted me last night, and he just skated. We're a hockey family. We don't watch a lot of hockey, but we definitely play a lot of hockey, and he. Skated with Joe Newendike last night.
1: What? Who was my
0: dad's favorite player? And our, my dad passed away like ten years ago. And so he went up to Newendike and was just like, "You're my dad's favorite player of all time, and I'm skating with you tonight." And I think it was a pretty cool moment for him.
1: That's awesome. That's uh, that that is some story. What did New was Newendike uh, moved by it?
0: I don't. I don't know. I probably not. <laughs> he
1: That's probably hears so that cool. That's pretty cool. I'd I'd love yeah. to challenge you to spell Newendike right now, but instead. We'll uh, we'll move on. Oh, thank um, you. By the way, I do, while we're on hockey very quickly, one last thing. I did check yeah. in with the with the wizard cousin Sal and I said, okay, so far, so good. I told him yesterday on extra points that the lightning were going to sweep the Blue Blanque rouge. So far so good, like I say five one Tampa um one game in here i said what's the best value if i am sure the lightning are going to win this series he said stick with what you did don't bet them on the money line every game from here on out don't bet them minus a goal and a half every game from here on out settle on how many games you think it's gonna take for the lightning to um to dismiss these these Canadians and go mm-hmm. that way. I say sweep. I, I said it before the series started. I believe it was plus 600 um, were the juicy odds you could get it at. Still plus odds, obviously, if you think they're going to win these final three. So do it that way. Just wanted to squeeze that one in there. But let's get back to getting to know Bonetta here. Best fruit, Bonetta.
0: I thought about this this morning, actually, while I was walking my dogs. So I was like, damn, Chuck's going to ask me this, and I, get, I better come prepared. Yeah. I'm going... With papaya. I love avocado. It's like an avocado in fruit form. It's like milky. It's like soft. It like melts in your mouth. Squeeze a little lime juice on there if you're feeling nasty. Papaya. No problem. Not even I didn't even think about other fruits. I didn't even let fruits come into my mind. I was like, it's papaya. Moving on with my day.
1: I I just got to say, you do you. I can't tell you <laughs> what 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 you eat and what you don't, but I don't like personally fruit and milk do not go together. I I, I don't want milky fruit. That sounds what? disgusting as a have matter you
0: never of had like mango and coconut milk with like rice?
1: No. No, I don't like mangoes. Mangoes are weird. I don't understand what? why people I think if people like I think people Feel exotic and special because they eat a mango, but it, but they're ignoring the grim and gritty react. I, I don't like its texture. The, it's the same thing with papaya. What? Why would you want that? Is you know what else is kind of like, like that? Stringy. A pear. A pear also has a mealy quality. I don't know I don't I, think like a pear. Have,
0: I don't I don't like the texture of a pear. I'm with you on that. It's like it's like scratchy, like a cat's tongue.
1: yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and i I feel like people call it like the, the the what do they call a pear like the fruit of ro- the royal fruit or something like that. But stupid. it's like to For me, you have self-esteem issues. if if you are reside it, uh, I, I have the same thing about waffles and pancakes. Who would eat a pancake? in a world that offers waffles as well. You understand? Same thing. Like why would you eat a pear that. when you can, when you can have a nice honey crisp apple? It, it, it's who is the person who goes to the drugstore and buys regular strength Tylenol when extra strength is available. Like I don't want to take up, <laughs> I don't want to take up the extra strength. Same thing, right?
0: No, I'm not with you on the waffle thing. They cut up my mouth. I'm out. Cut I cut up, up your mouth. You. I can't even tell you the last time I had a waffle.
1: But yeah, you see that, like cereal. You, but like a waffle is a pancake, but with a cup for, to hold your syrup. It's got little mini cups to hold your syrup every bite. But it's bite. harder.
0: It's like a, it's like a, it's, pancakes are soft. They're nice. It just melts in your mouth. You got to like crunch, like waffles are crunchy. I, I don't like that. I'm not down with that.
1: Okay. Favorite, uh, favorite album. You can go as high as four here. We, we only have so much time. But uh, like when people do, like, favorite movie, favorite album, like, it's a little bit difficult to choose just one.
0: Oh, my gosh. To be honest, I'm, like, not really an album gal. Oh, oh, easy, easy, easy. Frank but Sinatra. You're amusing- I see
1: duets, him behind your head there.
0: Duets, one or two. I'll take both albums. They're both phenomenal.
1: Easy. You're a songbird yourself, though, Eh?
0: <laughs> eh? I can, I can I like to sing in the shower sometimes, but my, my brother is like a full-fledged musician. He like has a recording studio and, but I just, I, I like to play by myself. I, I don't, music is not an interest of mine,
1: really. Well, you have a guitar hanging behind your head. I, I mean, like an interest
0: that I would ever pursue is what I'm trying to say. I like, the, mu- the music's for me.
1: I see. Unless I post I it on
0: Instagram and then I, yeah. but then I get absolutely trolled by Sal every time I post anything, so... That's another reason. It's just for me.
1: He's jealous. That's obvious. That's um, what I think. Yeah, you do. You you do have an actual gift, and I do see that one of your siblings. It remind uh, your Wikipedia page is a little weird, and I know about weird <gasps> Wikipedia pages because mine on, is super. I re-
0: just found out that I had a Wikipedia page. It's exciting, this is right? exciting.
1: Mine is filled with ne'er do wells have gone into mine and put in bogus <laughs> facts. You can see at, at, uh, it was at Eddie your Spaghetti own convenience. For sure. Maybe spaghetti. Yeah, there's some weird things in there about how I have web feet, and uh, that that made me a <laughs> swimming champion in Pennsylvania. Oh, I can it's very only, weird. Only
0: uh, wish that that's going to happen to mine. That would be
1: what's fun. what's weird with you is yours mentions your recording artist sibling, but then says you also have other siblings. It's it, it's a slight to the other siblings. It's weird. Like her sibling is blank, and who does this? Also, she has other siblings. The phrasing is weird. <laughs> there are and then, other ones. And then also, even weirder is, it speculates about what year you were born. Now, I'm a gentleman. I won't float those years, but it doesn't know what <laughs> year you were born. It's it's like, oh, was okay. she born in this year or that year? It doesn't know. So, huh. anyway, give that one a look. Next question. <laughs> Least favorite person at Extra Points? The whole network. You got Sal. Yeah. <laughs> You got Can Eddie I say Jim? Jim's on his
0: way. Jim, I'm going Jim. Jim for sure. Jim would Jim. understand. Jim would okay. understand, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> favorite movie of all time.
0: Um, my favorite movie of all time. I mean, I do love Serendipity. Serendipity is up there. That's one of my faves. <laughs> Serendipity. Serendipity <laughs> with I got John tattooed. That is not why I got the tattoo. <laughs> the but movie
1: okay 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 so you didn't get the tattoo because of the john cusack movie
0: i got it around the time that i had watched it but it's i liked the word before um i'm gonna go this is a little bit dumb um
1: (laughs) wait you love the movie that's up there
0: there's this movie that just makes me feel really it's just makes me feel really nice and it's uh, it's Emperor's New Groove Have you guys ever seen that
1: movie? <laughs> you know what? That is that is one of my wife's favorite She lists that as her favorite Disney movie She says it's the funniest Disney movie
0: It's David Spade is so funny in it I know every single word It's just like one of those movies that I like to put on when I'm sad Like when I need comforting and I. Uh, that's the first one that pops to mind I, I love a lot of movies Goonies is a favorite uh, Monster Squad is an old favorite I love the Scream franchise. I can go on and on. I watch movies like every single day.
1: The Scream franchise, okay. Um, Eddie, are you a Disney person? Then
0: not even, no, not really. I just really love that movie. <laughs> Stupid.
1: Um, where or will Aaron Rodgers play in twenty twenty one?
0: Denver. I, I you think I would so, eh? I I think. I mean, it makes. Kind of makes sense. Shaylene, his fiance, like lives in Colorado. I definitely don't think he's going back to Green Bay. Like, I feel like we've that ship is sailed. And if they, he might not. Maybe he sits out. Maybe he sits out for a year. Maybe he does Jeopardy. I don't know what's going to go on. But if he goes anywhere, I think it's probably Denver.
1: Well, first of all, Rachel Bonetta may well stand in his way of hosting Jeopardy. We'll see about that one. (laughs) But I I do, I do want to weigh in on this as this goes on because we talked about it on Extra Points, and this is I for some reason the curmudgeons of the world, like uh, like our pal Jeff Schwartz, are like, this is still a thing where Aaron, yeah, it's still a thing where Aaron Rodgers is going to play, and we're now like I think maybe fifty days, probably even fewer, like forty something days away from pro football teams going to training camp. And we don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play uh, with some very serious reasons why he may not play. Yeah. Um, but he is, um, one way or the other, one of the three or four best at sports' most important position. We don't know if he's going to play anywhere in yeah. a few months. And so, too, the reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, we don't know if he's going to play. And so I do feel like we we should weigh in on this one, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, I think that The people keep saying, well, why would the Packers trade him? What incentive do they have? They should just leave him there. Because either way, if Jordan Love is bad and Aaron Rodgers is sitting in street clothes, available, they could bring him back. He hasn't been traded away. He will chirp. All week long on any (laughs) podcast or TV show, he'll make snarky remarks until it becomes untenable and Gutenkutz and company are run out of town, out of uh, the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Or if Jordan Love is really good and they they don't miss a beat, the Packers' offensive machine keeps on rolling, minus the reigning MVP, and it appears, wow, Lafleur really installed a dynamite uh, roster here, and as Jordan Love's good enough to keep us rolling. We haven't missed a beat then what value does Aaron Rodgers have, especially after he takes a year away and he comes back at 38, he's devalued. You don't get as much in return for him. Either way, sell high. This is as valuable as Aaron Rodgers is going to be. I start with you, Bennett. Is that right or wrong?
0: I just, I mean, I feel like it's like a dating situation, like they're both playing a lot of games and it really could end up in anybody's favor. But I feel like everyone is on Aaron Rodgers' side right now. And I think that the longer that this goes and if they refuse to trade him or like he's clearly unhappy, if I was a guy, I mean, obviously draftees don't really have a say in where they go so much. But if I was like Tom Brady, for instance, and I was looking to make a move and I knew that... You know, head honchos at Green Bay just kind of like treated Aaron Rodgers like, shit, I'm not going there. I'm not dealing with that stuff. And then look it, they, they could have landed a, t- a Tom Brady, you know, in the next few years. So I feel like it kind of makes them look terrible, but you're right. If they go and have a phenomenal season with love and they pull their shit together, I mean, they did pretty well last year, obviously, and it does kind of look bad on, on Aaron Rodgers. But he also, he just won MVP. Like, how bad can it really look? Somebody's going to want him if he takes a year off. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting- Somebody
1: will want show. him, but I don't think at that age, I wonder how much you really would be able to get for people say, well, Green Bay can just hold on to him and get the same thing that they would have gotten for him before this season. I don't know about that. At 38, and like I say, if what if love looks really good and you start to feel like- well, look, Jordan Love lit it up with Devontae Adams, too. And they kept turning around and handing the ball to uh, to the high-end running backs that they have there. And uh, and do we really need to move heaven and earth to get a 38-year-old man? I mean, I guess you'd still get a first for him, obviously, the, but the he's expensive. The smart thing for him to
0: do is to adopt everything that Tom Brady has done in this offseason. Like, uh, social media is so stupid, but, like, put it out there that you're in the gym, you're working out, you're absolutely ripped, you're shredded, you've taken a year off. Your mindset is focused and then all of a sudden people, you know, Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with the Bucks is all still fresh in our minds at, you know, 57 or however the hell old he is now. I think that's right. And so I do think that people are going to start buying into like, well, maybe quarterbacks can last a little bit longer these days. And like, I I think that he's still going to be fine. Even if he does take a year off, he just has to play that year smart.
1: Rank the quarterback since you claim to be a Browns fan. I don't care for it. It's a weird thing. I'm not doing
0: this. No are
1: First of all, you're not a Leafs fan. You're from Toronto, but you're not a Leafs person.
0: Our dad raised us to hate the Leafs. Right. So, like, every time they were on in our house, it was just like, screw these guys. We're, like, cheering for the other team when they play. Like, it was very much a... I think he did kind of love them, but I feel like they just wronged him too many times that he was like, we hate them. This is not a Leafs family. This is not a Leafs household.
1: So we I all, like... like I I don't know how to feel about that, but it's weird that you then, as his daughter, saw fit to embrace a team that you knew going in was very likely to cause you great emotional torment. I mean, the Leafs are, but, you know, Browns fans, Jets fans, Lions fans in NFL terms are all tough teams to try to root for over the years. But the Leafs might be the single most painful team to root for because it's not like they're abject garbage every year they've had some really good teams that should have gone far and especially in 2021 they were certainly the best canadian team uh, Mm -hmm. despite connor mcdavid's presence over there in edmonton the blue et rouge were afterthoughts and yet it's now still the canadians playing in the final while the while the leafs have had their feet up for at least three weeks now and you see fit to embrace the browns do you want to make a case that the browns are going to be good this year
0: Here's the thing. Yes, I absolutely will make that case in a second. But here's the thing. I love underdogs because think about think about it. When the Leafs finally win the Stanley Cup, however far away that's going to be, there will be grown men in the streets sobbing because they've been through so much turmoil that that championship wins way more to any other team because they have screwed it up so many times and so many times we've had to go back to our houses like oh the Leafs fucking suck when they win it's going to feel like the greatest thing in the world and i feel very fortunate that i got in on the browns at, at such a time because i knew somewhat of the history i knew of of the pain i didn't experience it But then when, you know, Baker goes in for Terod Taylor and they unlock the beer fridges after their first win, like, I got to kind of participate in that madness. And it was so much fun to see all of these people so excited about this team. And they're like, oh, my God, you have no idea what we've been through. And I'm like, I'm here for it. And then, you know, the second mm. year was brutal, and then last year was so much fun again, so...
1: It's kind of cool. It's kind of... I guess I can relate to that. It's, it's kind of how I regard the afterlife. All these people who have devoted their life to, like, getting their, their world in order so that they can get through the pearly gates. Like, I gotta a toe the line. Like, I'm like, there's not gonna be an afterlife. Settle down, everybody. But... If there is one, imagine the celebration that's going to go on with me. Like, people, if you're waiting, like, it's like being a Yankees fan. It's like being super religious is like being a Yankees fan. You're expecting to get into heaven. So, like, when it happens, you'll be like, oh, good, yeah, this is what I expected, heaven. Great, eternal life. Me, on the other hand, I'm like a Pirates fan hoping for eternal life. I have no expectation of it, but if I get it, woohoo! I know Living forever everybody Right Yeah
0: Yeah. That makes sense Yeah that's why I think Like being a My boyfriend's a Patriots fan And there was times Where he like Wouldn't even watch a game And I'm like You don't even really care About this Because you just assume They're gonna win And like that's not That's not sports to me Really That's not fun No indeed That's Yeah
1: Eddie Spaghetti's Eddie Spaghetti's a Yankees fan. He also is a Giants fan, and he feels so sure that Tom Brady, speaking of the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady used to play for that team, and Tom Brady refused when he was leaving the Patriots, going somewhere else. He said, "You're going to stick with that mf'er um, about <laughs> an unknown team," and Eddie Spaghetti is so sure that Jimmy G that he was talking about Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. That Eddie Spaghetti just bizarre. I mean, just a bizarre act, a bizarre deed from Spaghetti. Said, if it's not Jimmy G and the Niners, if it's any other team, I will not watch the Giants all season long. We said, what the hell? Why would you do that? Why did you? We're gonna know. What we're gonna know. One, we're gonna know, and two, do you think that's crazy of Eddie Spaghetti to do? And do you think that he's right that it's Jimmy G?
0: I thought that it was the Raiders. We just had a whole conversation yesterday about a, on our show saying that it was the, that it was Derek Carr and, and the Raiders and how he was just like, I would have never fucking, I watched this episode of the shop last night and he was just like, I would have never fucking gone there anyways. But San Francisco's right. Cool city. I feel uh, like, yeah, that's he wouldn't right. have, he's already been on the East coast. So I feel like that's, it's not the Giants. I feel like it's Vegas. Like I've never fucking lived there. Like I can totally see Tom Brady saying something like that. I think it was the Raiders. There's no, that, there's no reason to be upset, Spaghetti. You're being, you're overreacting.
1: This is he's what he's done. What's done is done. And here's the other. He he said it. He said I'm not watching the Giants. And Sal, I don't know. Uh, Sal, he. I, I think he thinks Spaghetti doesn't know Sal as well as you and I do, Bonetta. And rest assured, I think Spaghetti thinks like, ah, Sal, like he's going to give a crap if I watch the Giants if I'm wrong about where Tom Brady, who he MF'd or who he didn't. What he doesn't realize, Spaghetti, is that Sal will devote his entire autumn to the at the expense of. His own enjoyment of the Dallas Cowboys, of NFL football, the ability to gamble on it, if it costs him the extra points network, he will see to it. If Eddie Spaghetti is proven He's wrong sick. before the thing, he will see to it. Sal will see to it that spaghetti does not watch one second of New York Giants football in 2021. Is that at least fair to say? Sal will devote his life to it. I've seen him do crazy things. Sal's I've watched a
0: sick. Person, But hold on, I'm confused. Eddie, have you already committed to not watching the Giants even though you do not know if this is true or false?
2: No. uh, Are you waiting to find out? My thought process is that we're never going to find out. (laughs) So dejected. and And it makes no sense. Like... To me, it's just obvious that Brady has some s- still ill will towards how the Patriots, you know, his saga there ended. And with Jimmy G being there, Jimmy G goes to the 49ers. He's from the Bay Area. His mom was sick. The, uh, the 49ers are a really well-run organization with John Lynch. They have a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, that makes so much sense. If he would we'll go win a title in the Bay Area and he would beat his, his uh, childhood idol in Joe Montana and be like, oh, I have, you know, six rings, whatever it is now. It's like and I And Montana only had four to me. It made... So much sense. But like you said, Rachel, we're never gonna find out. So it doesn't but matter. I, so I could say that. Oh, I, I think we'll find it out.
0: Everything that you said, and I feel like the 49ers would have been uh, holy shit, if Tom Brady went to the 49ers, oh my god, that would be so fun. But again, like Tom Brady's from California, right? Like I feel like he wouldn't have said there's no chance that I'm I was going there anyways. Like, I, I think that, that actually would have been a really good landing spot for him. That's why I'm saying it needs to be somewhere bad like Las Vegas, that he wouldn't want to move his family to and live in.
1: I agree. I thought I didn't have all the evidence when we first started this conversation. I didn't know that Brady had said, well, it's a place I wouldn't go anyway, which to me is- I don't
0: know if we can swear on this podcast. He said there was no fucking way I was going there anyways.
1: What he wouldn't- Sin City and Tom Brady don't line up, one. And two- Tom Brady and John Gruden don't line up. So that makes all the sense in the world. He has no natural I yes. that I can that I can uh, identify, no natural tie to Derek Carr. I don't think he'd MF Drew Brees. I do think he, or Jimmy G. I don't see any direct link between Derek Carr and Tom Brady. I could see him MFing uh, Derek Carr, though. I think one way or the other, this is going to be great watching Sal prevent Eddie Spaghetti from watching the Giants
2: all season long. All right, it's not, We've gonna, kept it's not gonna prevail. And I'll, I'll also add in, I could even add the green, the Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm so confident Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer, I could add that to the list too. Oh, that's so, stupid,
0: Eddie. That's a stupid thing to then say. You not, then you should, then you should. It's
2: June so 29th. It it's June 29th. It's almost July. The first preseason game starts, I believe, is like August 12th. The Broncos had the ninth pick no, in the draft. Really? Oh my god! Why, so sad. Why would they? Why is he moving teams now? They're not going to get anything out of it. Would They, they want to get a worse draft pick next year. when he has a month to prepare with a new team in a new conference. Like, oh my, there's no way. He's, he's you know what? You've year, already you've already
1: leveraged you've already leveraged your Giants fandom for for this year. So that's off the that that we can't go with that. Let's go with if the Yankees make the postseason, you're not allowed to watch any postseason. Yeah, done, if Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Okay, no Yankees postseason <laughs> watching so for you if Aaron Rodgers is on any team other than the Packers before the season. Okay,
2: the okay. <laughs> okay, fine by me. No no problem. No problem there. No sweat.
1: Some people work in clay. Some work in oils. Eddie Spaghetti works in $5 Tuesday dingers. He is money when it comes to making you money with telling you who's going to hit the long ball on a Tuesday with FanDuel, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free, and new users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. And here's where it gets even better. Check out FanDuel's promo every Tuesday, $5 Dinger Tuesdays. All you do is place a $25-plus wager on any player to hit a home run on Tuesday. Guess what day of the week it is as we speak? Tuesday, and you get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game Now, of course, we talk all the time. We like the FanDuel Sportsbook app, easy to use, fun bet types like same-game parlays, and as we keep talking about, $5 Dinger Tuesdays. So with all that said, Eddie Spaghetti, you're red hot. You keep giving out winners here on Tuesday. Tell us, who's going long today?
2: I usually give out, you know, an AL East pick here because that's the division I watch the most, especially my Yankees, and my Yankees are playing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Orange County of California, so they're in Yankee Stadium, and uh, as many people saw last night, Shohei Otani, who's going to win the AL MVP, hit a monster bomb that, I mean, the ball is still traveling, you know, I could be fun and give you maybe Aaron Judge or maybe Luke Voigt, but there there's only one answer you got to pick otani versus the yankees he's plus i need to hit a home run he's the best player in baseball whether it's pitching or it's batting he is remarkable and i really hope to see him soon and i hope he hits a home run and we win our our bets aren't dinger five dollar dinger tuesdays but the yankees still somehow win this game but uh they're not playing very well lately but the one guy who's playing really really well is otani and I bet him to win a, uh, to hit a home run
1: enjoy watching the yankees while you can eddie spaghetti and follow his lead, everybody. We've barely, we, we haven't even gotten into salad dressing talk oh, yet.
0: I know, we could chat forever.
1: I think we could do an hour on that alone. So maybe we, <laughs> we can shelve that for a, for a later date. Couple things very quickly. Go ahead, rank win play show the afc north quarterbacks in 2021 we're not regarding past deeds we're not talking about who's going to the hall of fame so far there's only one guy in the afc north who is destined guaranteed to get a gold jacket
0: well to start let's put him right at the bottom
1: okay yeah that's fair it's not fair but okay but he's worse than joe burrow Who's played Number three four. minutes of the NFL. Well, okay. who
0: knows what Joe Burrow is going to look like this year. He's coming back from an injury. He's got like this wicked scar on his knee. He looks nasty. I well, it definitely
1: sounds be... like somebody better than Roethlisberger based on the way you just described him. Got no, a wicked no, 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 no. scar. Big Ben, who knows? The season
0: was trash, capital T-R-A-S-H, okay. trash.
1: Okay, I don't so he's like four.
0: Bottom, lower than four. Put him at like 10, okay? Okay. Um...
1: You've made your Baker,
0: point. I, uh, my guy my Baker, I got to put it. You guys know I got to put him at number one. Look at his Instagram, okay? He's no longer crushing beers. He's crushing workouts. He looks fit. He looks amazing. I know so many people are going to be like, this is the year. This is the year. If we find out if he's a franchise quarterback, blah, blah, blah. We're going to find out. He's going to be great. He was so good down the stretch of last season. He was like, literally, if you look at his numbers side by side, which I have done, he was like on par with Patrick Mahomes the last like eight games of the season. Okay, I'm gonna put him at number one. I'm gonna put Lamar at number two, and I'm gonna put Joe Burrow at number three, just because I don't know what he's gonna look like.
1: So he quickly could easily
0: move up to number two.
1: As our resident Browns fan here at Extra Points, you advocate for the Browns to tie up Baker Mayfield long term for let's say 40 million a year. You like I you like that Baker. idea.
0: I love Baker. I think. Would he's you like fun. to hang out
1: with Baker? You think Baker would be a fun guy to hang out with?
0: I think he would be a douchebag. Um, and I would not want to hang out with him. <laughs> but but he's a I winner, love him. I fell saying. in love with him during Hard Knocks. He just has such a fun personality. And you can tell the guys <laughs> he's really jive with him. He's a
1: douche. Is he fun or is he a douchebag?
0: <laughs> I just mean, he's not going to fit my vibe. I really only hang out with like super cool people. And like he just see. seems like a little bit of like a jock douche. But... That kind of jock douche personality really works in a locker room situation. I think the guys really love him. I think uh, OBJ coming back this year. I think he's going to look like a totally different OBJ than we know and that we're used to. Uh, this is going to be his year to shine. I feel so confident in it.
1: I like. I feel so <laughs> OBJ confident is going to be if different. Is great
0: Eddie Spaghetti can never watch a Giants game ever again in his life.
1: Last thing. <laughs> last thing because you like to play games with cousin Sal let's play uh, our little game one one of our games here we like to do because you're a Canadian so you should do well at this one we we play um, NHL player or prescription drug oh, here shit. we go there are a lot of good names there are a lot of good names in the NHL whatever debate you want to have about best sport this or that one thing's clear the best names are in the National Hockey League. And in fact, it's a global league, and that's what makes it so. A lot of the Scandinavian (laughs) names, some of the Canadian names are juicy. All right, let's get into it here. You have to identify if this is a hockey player or a prescription drug. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Januvia. Januvia. Is that a hockey player or is that a prescription drug?
0: Januvia. I feel like I've seen some kind of like hair loss commercial about Januvia. I'm going to go prescription drug.
1: Eddie Spaghetti.
2: I'm going to go same as Rachel. I think it's a, a drug.
1: That's correct. It, it'll help you with your diabetes if you got it. Woo! If you got the diabetes. All right, here we go. This is
0: either going to show that I am a drug addict or that I know a lot about
1: hockey. Here we go. 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 Here we go now. You yeah. levy. You levy. Is that a Ulevi. hockey player? Or is that a prescription drug?
0: You levy. I feel like that's like um, I feel like that's a hockey player you levy I, I can't see a prescription drug like I, I just don't think that that would be a good name for one. So I'm gonna go hockey
1: you levy may cause strokes if you experience oh <laughs> uh, go ahead spaghetti your guess
2: uh, did you just give it away <laughs> I, don't no, I don't think so I think no, that no, was a joke help. Uh, well I I like you sold me on the way you you pitched that drug so I'm gonna go if we're just going hockey I'm player right. I'm gonna go drug Is it
1: for strokes Oli Ulevi is a defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Woo! Two for two.
1: Here we go now, Bonetta. Bring it on home. Ocrevis. Ocrevis. Hockey Ocri- player Ocrivis? or prescription drug?
0: That's got to be a hockey player. Ocrevus. That's not a Ocrivis. good name. Who's in the marketing room to name these drugs? Ocrivis. I'm going to go hockey player. Ocrevis. Okay.
2: okay, Spaghetti House A.U. Uh, well, I have to go a different one. This reminds me of lines, Rachel, so I have to go opposite of her just to tie up, so... <laughs> Um, if if Rachel went player, I'm gonna have to go drug, even though it's an awful name.
1: Ocrevis will help you with your multiple sclerosis. So
0: well, good for those people, but that's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is the word. that that you're exactly right. People sat around the table. And we're like, "Ocrevis, is that what we're gonna go with is for the people?"
0: we're all on the same page for Ocrevis. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: All MS Terrible. sufferers, that their uh, their salvation lies in Ocrevis. Okay. <laughs> all right, Bonetta. For everyone with dog needs, um, do you want to tell us the best dog? By the way, I won't tell you the best dog, but I
0: will tell you a story about how I found out that I can't smell a dead body on this show.
1: Ooh, okay, that sounds even better than story? best dog. Yes.
0: I have such bad allergies, as you can probably hear in my voice right now, that I will lose my sense of smell and my sense of taste often. It's been happening for years, okay. I was pre-COVID before COVID was even a thing. Um, and I was going through about we were like in the desert and it was dusty and nasty. And so we would sit in this tent while the crew would set up the obstacle course, which you will see if you watch the show. It's like crazy obstacle course, where one part the dogs have to sniff out like a target that they have to find. And so we were sitting in this tent and they were setting that up and all of a sudden my makeup artist goes like, oh my God, what, what is that smell? And I was just like, I'm like eating Cheetos. Like, what are you guys talking about? And everyone starts to react in like such an intense way. And everyone's like, uh, <coughs> what is that smell? What is that? Oh my God. And I'm just like sitting over there, can't smell anything. And the outside, the crew was taking cadaver body parts and putting them inside of the target so that the dog can sniff it out and find it.
2: And I couldn't What smell the it. hell? Well, that's I could
0: what... not smell a dead body. I have never been more thankful for my messed up nasal passages in my life.
1: Oh my god. What well, spaghetti, we should cut this as a public service to people because this is this is gonna disincent people who check the box to contribute their body to science. This is how our human bodies are being used is to lure no TV idea. pets. I have no idea where they got
0: this stuff. It was like parts of like, uh, I think I, I could be totally wrong, but it was like parts of like kidneys mashed up and like just nasty shit. And we had some Jesus like Christ! Look at on of... set too. We had what? Neck, we had cocaine, we had heroin.
1: We well, that sounds okay. We
0: had partying all night. <laughs> there were but like intense it. security there because there were so many drugs and so many body parts
1: but Bonetta's injecting the dogs with heroin. like, you'll dig this. My dog <laughs> love when we, when we vivisection the gummy bear, if you thought that was, that was the gateway. <laughs> now it's time to ride the horse pooches. Here we go. Yeah. Is yeah. this on
2: Let A&E or a late night HBO? What is it? It's you know? on
0: A&E. It's okay. on A&E. It's these dogs like legitimately have jobs, like nine to five jobs where they go and they like, you know, seek out, missing people and sometimes they find dead bodies and so they have to be trained to smell what a dead body can smell like so what
1: the hell kind of show is this you're a part of Bonetta. i don't know if i this this is crazy by the way if you can't smell cadavers that's a side effect from taking you levy sometimes that was a (laughs) call only you levy um all right Bonetta. All the best. By the way, you know what I like about dead bodies when I think about TV and stuff. Oh, I don't, apropos of very little we're talking about, but when you talk <laughs> about dead bodies, I always think on TV. I love when TV and movies inform, or, or when TV shows are informed by previous TV and movies. Like over the course of my lifetime, it used to be like dead bodies in TV and movies. They would like they, they would die with their eyes open. And then somebody would come along and close the eyes yeah. of the dead person. Then they would go, yeah. like, you know, they would have to, like, they would have to, it, but it was a specific action. Like, you had to, like, forcibly close the eyes to make the yeah. person dead. Then, yeah. like, then over the decades, it got to be, like, more and more, like, you could just use one hand to do it. Just like, very two hands. lightly. And then it got to be, and then it's, now it's just like they really literally almost bare, like, it's just like they, they do, like, a Jedi <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, and like the eyes yeah. are closed. I like when I like, Oh, you know what? Let's do this one real quick. And then you go, yeah. but and then it's gotta I mean be no rush.
0: I mean, I don't know why you are rushing me out of here. I am really enjoying myself. So I
1: think, it, I, I think it's been more than that enough already, oh, okay. uh, you know, but let's, let's, but let's do <laughs> just, let's do this though. No. Here's, here's my favorite one of like how movies in, in inform other movies. Okay. Ah, uh, you turn and start to walk away. You and I, When we met at the start of this caper, you and I did not get along. We came from two different worlds. But you know what? Now that we've resolved all this hash you know, over the course of the the last 90 minutes, we settled all hash, and there's a hard-fought respect that we now have for each other. We joined forces, and we conquered whatever got in our way. Mm -hmm. And as we say our goodbye, you turn, and you start to walk away. Don't say anything when I call your name, though. Just turn and look back at me. Oh, and Rachel, thanks. Like that. See, now that, (laughs) so that was the old way. That was the old way. That was the old way. Now I'm going to do it. Now, as I turn to walk away, as I turn to walk away, you stop me, but don't say anything after, after you stop me, okay? Here we go. I can oh, only and, go so and, far because I'm tethered. Okay. Hold on, I, I, I got earbuds so in, so I can't get that okay, far right. away. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah. I know your method, but still.
0: Yeah. okay. Oh, and Dave.
1: I know Rachel. I know. <laughs> like that? Was that good spaghetti or no? Was I right?
2: It's great for audio. Um, I'll definitely put <laughs> this for Rachel because
0: podcast
1: or <laughs> i can't help it i the, rachel's dog gave me some of that gummy bear i'm not responsible for, <laughs> for my behavior here all right bonetta it's it's enough already thank you okay, uh, okay fine. F- for all fine. the time did you want to, like the only thing spaghetti that i thought there was some meat left on the bone even because they were such basic questions but favorite movie and favorite uh uh music album I felt left me a little cold. Otherwise, I think a gangbusters I, performance here by the I,
2: I could step in and say Serendipity is actually my favorite rom com ever. Uh, I love, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, I literally like years ago. I was like, was I would like do was a funny bit like rank the best rom coms. Like it's a, you know coming from a guy, whatever. So, uh, but Serendipity. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John Cusack's character like went to BU and I went to BU. I mean Kate Beckinsale. I was like in her prime. I was like before they canceled Jeremy Piven. Like this babe. is a. Great great movie uh isn't uh isn't ma uh, what's her name in that movie the the, the comic uh, uh I don't know Jeremy Piven's
1: know. in it but Jer- but Jeremy uh, Piven uh, is in
2: it he is uh,
1: John Cusack Molly, and Molly Jeremy Shannon Piv- Molly, Shannon, Piv-
2: Molly Shannon. Shannon Molly Shannon's hilarious and then, like yeah it's a, it's awesome it's it's a great Kate Beckinsale was with what's his name asking though?
0: more I literally showed you a tattoo on my arm that is one of my favorite movies
1: the best rom-com of the 21st century is um 2 Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant and uh I think Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock yeah and Sandra Bullock. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's the best rom-com. I don't care I for w- Serendipity. And also Kate Beckinsale was with Pete Davidson.
0: That Yeah, does that take away from her hotness?
1: It
2: does. It does well, for me. Pete's from Staten Island, so it's actually a good thing for me.
0: Well, mm, I actually think that it's the opposite of that.
1: Um, Oh, you know what, Benetta, before you go, I'm sorry, because I promised myself, if no one else, that we would do this. Um, Let's talk a quick bit of fashion, because I think you and me are the the two reigning champs of fashion at extra points. Fair?
0: Okay.
1: I mean, who are we to turn to? Sal? Sal's one of Um, these guys. Sal shows hair out of the front of his hat. Like, that's a bad (laughs) move, right? Like, he's one of these guys whose hat whose hair comes out of from his ball. That's no good. That's, that's not a good. Look,
0: Sal right? showed up with like a Terry cloth. Collared shirt the other day. And I was just like, what is like, <clears throat> he really tried, which was sad. He really tried when he showed up to work. And I was just like, what the hell is that? And he was just like, Jimmy gave it to me. And I'm like, Jimmy is fashionable. He can pull this off. Yesterday you were wearing a, Fifty-year-old Mets shirt that had holes in it. You can't just swing from one way to the other. It's not. You gotta. Jimmy is not Jimmy.
1: For the record, Jimmy is not fashionable. Jimmy has somebody who buys him.
0: Show fine, but that's how we see him. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy showed up at a party looking fashionable. If Sal did, I'd be like, what the? fuck
1: Because he has someone who tends to his wardrobe in his personal life too. It's his wife. all of a sudden, he got hipped up with his. Well, okay, fair enough. What do you think, though? The bottom of the barrel at extra points is Eddie Spaghetti. What do you think of a grown man who walks around in tank tops on purpose? Is that okay Eddie. with you or no?
0: Eddie, you wear, you wear tank tops?
1: Basketball uh, we,
2: ones. Some of our shows recorded at very early hour, so if I'm up at 7, I'm in the confines of my own recording room. I could just what throw a that tank mean? top. What does that mean? It's 80 degrees outside. It's, you know, I'm most likely probably going to try to get a workout in right after, so it kind of makes sense. And then I wear clothes like an all person when I go out in public. I'm wearing a t-shirt now.
0: Here's the question. A basketball jersey to me isn't a tank top. I, I, I love jerseys. I wear them. I'm wearing a jersey right now. I wear them all the time. A tank top is different. My boyfriend has one of them, and I've hit it, and he has not worn it for four years because it Thank remains you. hidden in the place that I hit it. Don't wear tank tops.
1: What about flip-flops Never. on a guy? no no also no flip-flops oh look at this benetta and i park our cars in the same garage on so much because guys have
0: nasty feet nasty feet i don't care what kind of guy you're you have nasty little toes and i don't want to ever see them thank you i I mean you said it all you wear flip-flops and i would absolutely hate it flip-flops and tank tops oh my god i'd push you into the ocean
2: yep i wear the reef flip-flops but they have the bottle openers in the bottom
1: this thing about the bottle opener—that this is the big—that this makes it okay—I is only true in your own brain, Spaghetti. <laughs> that is not something that—that that, like, well, okay, if it's got a bottle opener, Well,
2: you say that uh, until you need a bottle opener. That
0: that's cool, is if we are stranded on an island and we haven't had anything to drink for two weeks, and all of a sudden a little bottle of Corona <laughs> floats up on the beach, and I'm like, how are we gonna get this open? And Eddie goes, I have a way. That's the only time it's acceptable.
1: Okay, so keep it just in case we get stranded on a deserted <laughs> island and a sixer of bottled sixer, but they aren't twist offs. They do, in fact, need no, they're the, the
0: pop. Yeah,
1: okay. If that <laughs> happens, so you should keep the bottle opener for that. Today. Okay, fair, po- <laughs> fair point. But, um, the big news in sports where uniforms are concerned, a bonetta, and I am a I, you know, I'm the uniformant after all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is big news for me. NFL, now not 2021, but in 2022, NFL teams will be allowed to swap out their regular helmet for a different colored helmet. Of course, they invoked this a few years back because of concussion-related concerns, but they've now resolved them, I guess, sufficiently that now that you can, if your standard helmet is red, you can now wear a white one once or twice uh, in season. Who do you feel benefits the most from this? Or you know what? I, I, it's 32 teams. So the world, your oyster, maybe it's too big to try and consider, but who do you think based on like a lot of people are talking about Buccaneer, Bruce, the cream sickles for Tampa Bay. They'd love to see Tom Brady run out in those. Those exist in the closet of Tampa Bay. Or if you want to go off the board and pick a team that has never had a different helmet and you want to give them a new color and, uh, and you can describe it for us, go ahead there. Tell us, Who has the best uh, alternate uniform available in their closet? I'm
0: going to actually stick with the Bucks, but I'm not going to go creamsicle. I feel like the Bucks, they need to do an outfit. Like, how cool would this be? That's all black, like a pirate situation. Maybe like a skull on the helmet. How terrifying would Tom Brady look? If he rolled up, I love an all black uniform. I don't care what... Uh, sport it is. I think it's the most intimidating. I think it's the most like aggressive obviously. An all black Bucks uniform, skull on the side, pirates situation, that would be sick. I might even buy one. I hope eh. I don't
1: know. Eh. You 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 sound like every football player I've ever asked. I'm like what would you do anymore? All black. We need to go all black. Like don't you well, see a when every team I am
0: saying it cuz that's cool.
1: Well say well, but, but but don't you see it's the same thing as Syndrome, the little kid in The Incredible says, uh, when, 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 he has, when he's gotten the entire Incredibles family all, um, you know, gotten, a, a, you know, in booby yeah. traps or whatever. Mm-hmm. He tells them, you know, then I'm going to make everybody super. And then once everybody is super, no one is, is what he says. If everybody has black, then nobody has black. You see, you can't but just, all, has, the answer to everything is not just, I'll go black. head and to tell black.
0: The Raiders have a cool color scheme, black and silver. All that right, they got too it. Bad they took it. They, they got it. No, but it even just get rid of the silver too. Just do all black. That would be I feel like we had a really good podcast in your ending. I like do too, and though. you had to
1: ruin it. Why did you ruin it? Uh, why? I mean, <laughs> you, you had some great insights on flip-flops and tank tops and then you go into this jive. I don't know what happened here. I Look, just feel like the Raiders really cool. took it. And the Steelers took it, and that's the end of it. You can't. We can't just have everybody. Oh, we're going to have black too. It looks ridiculous. What are you I don't going mind with the-
0: creamsicle?
1: No, I, my number one is the number one is Pat Patriot, and they've already missed their window because I declared and I vetted this with a number of high-end 21st century New England Patriots, the best uniform talker among pro football players that I've ever come across is Chris long and Chris long. And I put our heads together on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, literally like eight years ago before he even played for the Patriots. And then he went to play for them. And then he doubled down on this. They, <laughs> the Brady era begins with that flying Elvis on the side yeah. of his hat mm-hmm. prior to the flying Elvis. The greatest achievement of that franchise was when champagne, Tony Eason. And Steve Grogan got hammered by the Bears in Super Bowl 20 in the mid-'80s. So the Brady era stands as its own thing for 20 beautiful years for people who love the Patriots. And then as soon as Tom Brady walks out the door, you go back to Pat Patriot, and that Flying Elvis era stands wow. as its own thing. I like that. And it would have been beautiful, but now they missed their window. So the one that people – the two that I think people started – the Seahawks have weird uniforms. I don't think I we like we, them,
0: like the neon greens and stuff like that. I kind of like that.
1: I, I I don't mind the neon as a, a as a thematic trend in the Pacific Northwest. Oregon Ducks have the neon. The Seattle Kraken now have it. I forget who else, but there are a couple. Oh, Seattle Mariners have that neon mm-hmm. green. Okay, mm-hmm. that works as for a region of the country, much like Aqua only should be used in Florida. It gets weird when you start employing aqua in the Rust Belt. It doesn't jibe, you see, (laughs) but it does down in Miami. So I'll say the Seahawks should look into their their Jim Zorn, Steve Largent era, what they first did, their silver hats and the royal blue. Very handsome, simple, and and, uh, attractive. But the number one that people don't talk about is the Atlanta Falcons. Red hats, red jerseys. They were the first to dip their toes into the black waters no, no it's not boring and neon deon sanders decided went back in that era in jerry glanville they were the first ones to go like oh raiders and steel or so what we're now also wearing black and silver like what you don't get to just do that you're not you're the falcons you're all red they need to go back to red hats red jerseys uh gray pants done and done your ideas on uniforms were terrible bonetta Otherwise, gangbusters, I feel. Eddie Spaghetti, what do you think? One,
0: one more thought. One more thought Go on ahead. uniforms. I hate when teams have a color that isn't even in, like the Bucks had that blue uniform on uh, the other night, and I yes. have probably worn them multiple times. I, I was just like, what is happening? I don't like, the Bucks are green and black. Don't Thank stray you. from that. Thank you very much.
1: Well, you're absolutely right there. See, now you're back on track. That's That's the right way to go. And I will say, now that you've dipped into the NBA waters, the Phoenix Suns and their fans, maybe they're in the moment right now. They're thinking about, I know, tough loss to the Clippers, but they will eventually advance to the finals. And I don't think that that will be chief among their list of priorities right now. But 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, they will look back and rue the decision to wear those <laughs> uniforms. When you look back, when you're They're in the funny. finals, it lives forever. It lives forever. When you look back at clips, you will always say, like, oh, those uniforms. Oh, those things. This, I don't mind the all black. I like the colors. They're kind of cool the purple and the gold. Yeah. And the orange. Looks neat, but it's all undone by that terrible font, first of all. And then that it says on it, the valley. The valley. I really like them. What the hell is that mess? Do you like do you like the purple ones that the Toronto Raptors first uh, when they first made the scene wore?
0: the very first jersey I ever purchased? And it's when I I didn't even I was gifted it for my birthday when I was like nine or ten. It was a Vince Carter. It was white, crisp 15 on the back that was in purple. And I was just like, why the F didn't you guys get me a purple one? Hmm. it was white yeah. it was I wore it every single day it was covered in grass stains it became absolutely disgusting I couldn't even keep it as a keepsake and now I don't have it purple well all the way I wish that they would bring those back full time
1: Bonetta you've said it all I want you to now do the dead person tv thing close oh. your eyes make your eyes closed you're not dead well, you're just you're just dreaming about not hanging out with Baker Mayfield right now and waiting, you're just killing some time until America's top dog on A and E, 8 p.m. this Tuesday and every Tuesday from now. I don't know till the end of time for all we know. We've got right two, now,
0: two seasons, so it'll be on for a minute.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Make sure you're checking out our pal Bonetta and uh, and Koechner and Menifee. Sure to be gangbuster stuff. The best news of all through your TV you will not be able to smell human remains. And you know what? <laughs> in that way, you will be exactly like one of its hosts, Rachel Benetta. I, I really always wonder I'm when you him- email about that. They always do that thing. They always do that thing of like in, in real life and movies when they walk into a room where there's a dead body, they're like, "Oh, oh. oh. I I don't want to smell it, but I'm fascinated by what that smell is." You know, I I wonder what it heads. is. Like in
0: a way I was kind of like, well, this is a safe way to smell a human body. And like everyone else is experiencing this and can say like, oh, I've smelled a human dead body before. And I can't. I, I was eating Cheetos. And the sick thing is I continued to eat those Cheetos, even though I knew what was in the air.
1: It's got to be like, I love, I, you know, one of the things that COVID has brought back into my life is um, cured meats and, uh, you know, links of meat and cheese as well as a side note. But I love I love salami again. I, I we we've been away from each other, me and salami, for like twenty years at least. But salami's <laughs> back in. But I do think that oh, I bet a human body smells like you know like salami that's probably like six months past. You know.
0: I wish I wish I could tell you. I really wish you I could
1: can't. Tell you. you can't tell us. All right, it will remain a mystery to us. All right, banana. Go take your U you Levy. Good luck with the show. Break a leg, all that stuff. Say hello to Sal and the rest of the gang for us, and uh, we'll kib it sooner rather than later. I hope. Yeah. Oh, and Thank you know you what so else? much for having me. What? Benetta, you know what? Soon, you will get to meet Eddie Spaghetti in I a get to tank meet top.
0: Everybody.
1: I know. No, How about that? You've I swear never to been God, God Eddie. Room? If
0: I see you in a tank top in Vegas.
1: I'm traveling. I'm Might work out after. I'm calling
0: security.
2: (laughs) Well, the Friday, yeah, the Friday morning travel and potential tank top time. But I promise, uh, I I will I will dress up for the occasion.
1: He also likes to wear headbands, Bonetta.
2: When the hair is long. When the hair when when my hair is long, it's not long now. So I can see that.
1: I can see that actually. It's not good. It's not you. You can see that. You can't smell it. But same same disgusting thing. All right, Bonetta, go! It's enough already. Listen to her on laugh lines and everywhere else. All right. The great Rachel Bonetta, everybody. Eddie Spaghetti. Let's bring it on home. Did you like her performance there? Do you like Rachel Bonetta or no?
2: This was one of my favorite pods. I've been a uh, a, a Rachel's still on the
1: show. Am I supposed to log
0: <laughs> off? I don't know. No,
2: you don't have to. We can do this. I don't know. It doesn't I matter. I thought we, we closed your eyes. I, want, I don't I
0: want to hear. You know,
2: Dave doesn't it. Dave doesn't look at the screen. He never knows if anyone's on or off. But no, I used to watch um uh In slash Foxbit Live when I was at NFL. Uh I believe it came on maybe was it four o'clock or something? Around that, around that time, it would always be on my TV. I would always watch it, uh, and it's a pleasure working with Rachel on laugh lines and getting her on our own pod here. It's uh, it was great. It was a fun one, so I was very glad to, Look at uh, to do that. What I would have missed yeah, if I same.
0: logged off. Look at what I would have missed.
2: Imagine you know. what he might have said if you didn't insult his We're fashion. Same sense. thing, because it's a it's a public <laughs> podcast and anyone has access to it, so I would never do it.
0: Okay, guys, now I'm gonna log off. You can talk shit about me. <laughs> all
1: right, let's, thanks for let's, having me. All the best, Bonetta. Thank you so okay. much. And spaghetti, bye, weigh bye. in, weigh in now on. We want to talk more about banana. Oh, she's gone now for real. All right, <laughs> now you're not. Now you've already doomed yourself with watching the Giants, and now perhaps the Yankees. The good news is the Yankees are not looking like they're headed to the postseason this year, especially after getting swept by the hated Red Sox over the weekend. How say you on these uh, Yanks? Do you think they turn it around at least enough? you know in the expanded playoffs in which we have lived now for a couple of decades do you think that the yanks have a shot at getting back into the mix here or is it done
2: no i mean of course they have a shot it hasn't hit trading deadline time yet it's still before the all-star break there's plenty of time to figure things out is it it, it uh you know they were talking about this a bit on against all odds that just taped um and brother brian and parley kid are yankees fans and they made a good point that. You know, we've seen bad Yankee teams. We've seen great Yankee teams, but this is a weird one where they're not even enjoyable to watch. It's like a boring team. It's a team that you really can't figure out. And they're in this like weird gray area because there's a lot of weird stuff happening. You don't see Garrett Cole have battings like he, he's he's had recently. And getting swept by the Red Sox is never good. And then I know uh, last night's game, Shohei Otani hit a home run that is probably still moving in orbit right now. There's a lot of weird things going on. Uh, my hope is they bring in some help in the trading deadline and. You know, Luke Voigt hopefully stays back and stays healthy. He'll bring some pop into the lineup. And, you know, they just need one other pitcher to really stay consistent, to help out Cole. And I think, generally speaking, they should be OK and maybe we'll get lucky enough to, to get a wild card spot.
1: Um, let's just round it out real quick here. Like I say, I like the Lightning to sweep the series. I know that that's uh, that's uh, pretty um extreme but I think based on what we saw in game one I'm not shaken off of that spaghetti do you, are you gonna stick with you said seven right are you are you I'm now th- shaken uh, by that
2: prediction not really I mean I I still think look the Canadians were awful uh ending the regular season they were awful at the start of these these playoffs it wasn't really until uh you know some of their young guns including Caulfield started to pick up things where they've played a lot better and you know it, yeah. yeah yeah of course it's scary a, a team led by like Corey Perry and Shea Weber in 2021. You never really want that. But uh, Carey Price is as good as it gets. If he's not, you know, if Vasilevsky does not win, the Smythe, that's going to be Price. And he'll steal a game or two. I could see the Canadians winning some games they shouldn't have win, like one goal, garbage goal games. I know that our friend Kevin hench loves to text about like these Islanders garbage goals. Basically, that's going to have how the Canadians are going to have to win. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a miserable score to lose by, but it's the same thing if they lost one game to nothing. I, I still kind of like my... Uh, lightning and seven pick but yeah i mean not a, not a great start but they'll they'll rebound because they are they are a team built from the pipes up they have good goaltending they have good defense and you just got to hope the the young guns come alive and, and score some goals for montreal
1: i am stunned in the meantime and of course we like to keep our focus on northeastern sports but None of them are in these playoffs anymore in the NBA or the NHL. That's why we're buzzing about this right now. I like my I'm going to stick with my uh, Braden Point pick there. In fact, the odds improve for him to get the Conn Smythe, which is the MVP of the playoffs. He's now at well, actually, they haven't improved. He's at plus 300 and Vasilevsky is still at plus 150. I think Point, he has three assists in game one there as that point total elevates as I say I know it's a random kind of number to throw out I think if he gets a couple of goals here the rest of the way here that will elevate him in terms of um, total points over the four rounds that it'll make it hard to go against him now if Vasileski throws uh, a couple of shutouts between now and the end of the final he might end up getting it I know Hench is big on that one as is cousin Sal and in the NBA I think it's a matter of time before the Bucks. Eliminate the Hawks, the Bucks. Um, if you're listening to us on Tuesday, few hours away from tip, there Bucks laying six and a half. I say do that because I know I was wrong about the Clippers. Um, on this one, my the same thought process I went through on that one. I think that the Hawks at home tonight at with the first sign of adversity now, especially with Trey Young um in the story of these uh nba playoffs this year what else is new the best player on the team is banged up i think that at the first sign of adversity tonight that the hawks will say do we really want to get back on an airplane with our best player banged up go back up to milwaukee or do we just lay down and end this thing i think the bucks uh vanquish them and uh lay the six and a half there how say you Spaghetti?
2: Yeah, I mean, this all, this game really comes down to the health of uh, Trey Young. And I know as of now we're recording this, he's still questionable. He has a, a bone bruise, uh, according to an MRI. He had, you know, if if this thing gets bought down to like, you know, it was minus uh, seven a little bit ago. If this gets bought down to like Milwaukee, minus six, minus five and a half, I'd love that. Uh, I also really love the under in this game, 218 and a half, especially with no Trey Young. It's like I could see. What I can see happening is the Bucks have been prone to blowing out teams. So I could see them winning by a lot and I could see them scoring, you know, around a hundred points, a little over a hundred points and the Hawks just having no offensive firepower with Trey Young banged up and they'll just smother them. So I like the under in this game and I do like the, the, the Hawks, I mean, sorry, the Bucks to, to win uh Lang, whatever the point total ends up at.
1: And I'll tell you, I like the Suns on the road coming to Los Angeles, um, given a point to the clips, remarkable stuff though. I know. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I believe me. I watched on Monday night and Paul George was uh, dynamite and Reggie Jackson contributing as he has. Um, and Marcus Morris and all the rest of it. It feels like a matter of time till we get the Suns. I am a little shaken by my assurance that the Suns are definitely going to beat whoever comes out of the East there because they're struggling with a Kawhi-less Clippers team here. But maybe it's time to tip our hat to Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Or, in fact, I already did that on extra points. Remarkable run there for them. But I just can't imagine that they're going to win two more games against these Suns. But I'm a little underwhelmed that the Suns – aren't able to put the Clippers away given the, the reasons that we already stated there, but we're keeping an eye on that one. And we will ba- be back in just 48 hours to break it all down for you with our pal, Kevin Hench until then for Eddie spaghetti. We appreciate uh, Rachel Bonetta joining us. Make sure you're checking out all, all her great work, all Eddie spaghetti's cousin, Sal, the rest of the gang on the extra points network. We'll talk to you in a couple days until then. Thanks so much sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.